Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SNZ keeping it Kiwi on Waitangi Day, one of the classics, pub classics too. If you've had a few too many, you start screaming out Victoria from the dance exponents, you know you're having a good night. One man that knows how to do that, got a handy voice as well, as my next guest, Greg Rust, uh, famed for Rusty's Garage on the podcasting. Every podcast platform, check out Rusty's Garage. It's all about motorsport. The man knows how to tell a story and can dance on a table, I hear, too. Morning, Rusty. <laughs> Good morning, Stephen. You know what? That song you just played takes me back when I first came to um, to this country. I saw... Uh, Brian Adams at a at a outdoor yeah. sort of vineyard concert kind of thing, and and uh, that song in the lead up in the in the build up sort of acts support acts was uh, was very very prominent. So nice. <laughs> it's a very much a part of growing up in this country. Oh, by the way, com- uh, com- uh, apologies to Tim Southey as the New Zealand Test captain. I made a bit of a blue. Hey, did you um? So have you seen the two reveals of the F1 teams before we get into supercars? Uh, Stake F1 or Kick Sauber Stake F1 have just revealed uh, a. Lime and green and black livery uh, for their yeah, I haven't, their, their C forty four. Seen that one, but I've seen the Williams, but I haven't seen I haven't seen theirs. So obviously we're in the thick of all that stuff at the moment, aren't we? With livery reveals going on for um for did, the build up to Formula did, One. Yeah. You you work Melbourne and also Singapore for Formula One, uh, so you're 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 in the thick of it. Uh, I want to just touch on. I spoke with a, a gentleman this morning at six o'clock about it, but I just want to come back to this whole Andretti not being allowed into F one. Are you with me? This is just a money game, full stop. That they, they, they can have any excuse they want about you're not going to add value, but really, is the ten teams just don't want to share the pie? Well, I was pretty gutted uh, for the Andretti family, who are hugely respected in world motorsport, but you know, I mean, especially the United States, as you know. Uh, that kind of line that they ran in the announcement, Formula One, saying that it would benefit them more than it would benefit us the other way around, I didn't think that was yeah. um, very good at all. Um, yes is the short answer to, you, to your question. Obviously, the pie gets divvied up between the 
the 10 teams currently um, on the grid. Um, it, it's in an unbelievably good uh, financial space and supporter space at the moment in the wake of everything we've talked about on the show before with Drive to Survive and so on. Um, so they're keen to fence, fence that in for now. But Michael has spent an enormous amount of money in this tender process. Um, everything from, you know, building uh, corporate structures that people uh, in the paddock would be able to to come and be entertained at and for the team to use when they're at Formula One events. I mean, I don't, I don't know what happens with that now because I don't think that's that's um, it's probably too big a size for IndyCar where he's got a very a very big footprint. So. Um, yeah, mate. I, I, the only thing I would say here is that Gene Haas has has reaffirmed his commitment. He's, you know, Gunter Steiner, the team boss, has gone from there now, and he says he's going to be a more prominent face at the racetrack. And, and he's a very wealthy American. But I just do wonder at some stage. He's been doing it for ten odd years in Formula One now. If that passion suddenly dries up, would he consider either selling yeah. or, or merging or something along those lines with Michael? That makes makes a lot of sense. And then Michael wouldn't have to throw the three hundred million entry fee uh, at the FIA or slash F one. I just I, the greed thing really gets up my nose because with the, with the way the racing we've seen in the last two years and the utter dominance of Red Bull, we just need some more factors. But I think oh, McLaren oh. are going to come good this year. And I think and, and hopefully Ferrari as well. Yeah, the other thing for me, Stephen, is just the process. Like, why didn't they just sit down and all go, okay, do we want to let someone in or not let someone in? I mean, yeah. David Dicker, um, you know, tended as well, and, and there's a number of teams that put their hand up to to aspire or mm-hmm. want to join. Why didn't they just decide yes or no before they went to this whole, um, you yes. know, rigmarole of, of what, what Michael had to go through? So, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, McLaren are on the up. Um, they've re-signed Lando Norris to an extended deal, and they did that last year with, um, Oscar Piastri, who starred in his, his rookie season. So providing they can keep that momentum, um, they'll be good. We understand that Mercedes have gone away from that shrink-wrap-looking car that they've persisted with for two years now mm. to something more uh, traditional like their rivals have been using. So when that breaks cover, we'll, wow. we'll see what that's like. But suggestions that it's al- it's already a better performing thing in terms of simulation. So, um, Yeah. Okay, we thought Lewis was big news, and it is big globally, but closer to home, I cannot believe the absolute cluster that is going on in supercars at the moment based around formerly known as Coca-Cola Racing, but Erebus Motorsport, who have lost their top driver and defending supercars champion Brody Kostecki, and in the last 72 hours, they've lost three of their major sponsors, notably Coca-Cola yesterday, Shore and Partners a couple of days ago, and also a trucking firm as well. Okay, so what's your insight all, and can you believe it's being allowed to roll out like this? It's very hard to unpack this, to be honest with you. I mean, to think in sport, let alone motor racing, that a champion team going into the defence of its crown does not have one of its star players, has lost its sponsors when you can, you know, you would think that you could go to market and bolster all that stuff off the back of your success in 2023 is just unfathomable so clearly i've not spoken to either party yet we don't have and i'm a big believer as you know um Stephen, in in hearing it from the horse's mouth yep. um so I, I don't have it from either side but it is clear here that there is a breakdown in the relationship um it appears from the decision that the sponsors have made here mm. to be a show of support 
on the Brody side. Yes, definitely. Um, the, 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 the team have uh, showcased some stuff around their drivers that will be contesting. Certainly round one with Todd Hazelwood stepping in for, for Brody and, and Jack LeBrock is there this year. It's back to a kind of Erebus traditional uh, black livery at the moment. It's a very, very plain, uh, but they have used that sort of colour scheme in, in the past. And when you look at the comments when they they shared that post yesterday about, you know, trying to move forward, obviously, and that, that's a natural thing for the team to want to do. The comments from fans, but they just got just inundated. You know, like, when, it, when are we going to hear the story here? What is going on? It's not a good look and so on. So... Uh, so where does the uh, responsibility you know I mean? lie now? So for me, about get, as you have said, fans have said, we want the true story. Should the responsibility now lie on supercars to exert some pressure to say, this is not good for the sport as a whole, or, are, or do they take responsibility? Part of me thinks that they've endeavoured to mediate here. That's another assumption. I don't yes. know that for sure, but that's what it looks like, right? But some of the messaging that they've had as a category around this, I don't agree with. And I almost feel like if you look at what the National Rugby League would do or other major oh. organisations like that, they wouldn't enter into that tone of of communication, right? So um, I, get, I get the need to put their arm around them and to try and iron this out because it's their champion. I mean, they can't, they can't use the champion at the moment in, in marketing material because he won't be at the opening round at Bathurst and so on. Um, it just, you know what it feels like to me? It feels like, let, let's say you were my boss at the radio station there. Yeah. I had an announcing job with you. Uh, you and I had a falling out over the way that I was performing as an announcer. Yes. You said to me, right, we're going to park you for a little bit, but you'll come back in a couple of weeks' time. Do you and I honestly think going forward that we'll be able to resolve this? It just feels yeah. like it's a it's a it's an untenable situation. People need to put down the swords and and just agree that it's not going to work, and find a way forward here. But at the moment, they're they're clinging to their their star uh, by the sounds of it. Um, their star, it would seem, doesn't want to be there, and it's a mess. Yeah, it, it's just a, a mess. And you know what? He's a great driver. He's an unbelievably good driver, and we need to see him behind the wheel of something this year, whether it's NASCAR where he was planning to do stuff with Peter Addison or whatever. We, we need this bloke behind the wheel. He's well, damn you, good at what he does. And you mentioned Peter Addison, so he's obviously had enough as well. So he's saying this will be the last year of his sponsorship of the, the Gold Coast event, which is one of the, the marquee events on the calendar outside of Bathurst because it's just it's, it's our Vegas in many ways when it comes to supercars. So I, I, for a part of me says supercars got to pull their socks up and and close this down and and, and get it get it cut and dried because fans are the ones that matter most. Full stop. Yeah, and and we need to get some clarity around what's what's happening here. You know, everyone everyone's asking the same question: Why? Why did this break down? You know, you've just won a title. You've got all the right ingredients. You've in the new Gen Three chapter of the sport. You've seemingly got the jump on everyone else you're you're a team in in great shape what's gone wrong here you know and then similarly from the team side i mean erebus betty has committed yes. to the sport she's done some damn good things they've got a very good i mean george commons who partnered with Brody last year they were a dynamite combination you know so so we need to hear their side too Stephen. you know but it's just it's as i say it's just i can't think of a scenario 
in recent in recent time anyway in sport that is like this. Yeah, it, it was. It did feel like a mini bomb had been dropped. And I am surprised when you mentioned Betty that she hasn't taken more control and gone, okay, uh, something's gone wrong. Let's just move on. Hey, um, you're off to do the Shannon Speed Series uh, this weekend. Uh, what is the Shannon Speed Series for those that don't know? So you'll be at uh, at Christchurch yes. for um, Super Sprint, and down there, one of the categories that there is what's called TA2. So they're a Trans Am based formula. Um, you're going to get an Aussie versus Kiwi thing there, which is really cool. On the other side of the ditch is the the, the Trans Am series. There's um, it's sort of at the top of the pie, if you like, mm-hmm. of these style of cars. There's about a hundred of those cars running around in Australia. It's a really cool class. So people that are in Christchurch, get along there this weekend. You'll enjoy those machines. So that's round one of Trans Am. There is also what they call TCR, which is a global uh, yep. touring car formula um, and, and much more. And I've been a part of that series over there for um, a number of years, as you know, mate. So unfortunately, it was a clash this year, and it means I miss this round. But I will be with you the following week for the 68th running of the New Zealand Grand Prix, which I cannot yeah. wait for. Looking forward That's to it after, cool. uh, looking after forward to the weekend and uh, looking forward to some of the dance moves again as well. Uh, Rust- <laughs> <laughs> Rust- <laughs> Rusty, happy Waitangi Day. I'm sure uh, you, Sarah and the girls will have a lovely day with you. Make the most of it, buddy, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Travel safe. And to, and to you and the family, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers. There you go, Greg Rust, the host of Rusty's Garage. And also uh, he did the KTM Summer Podcast as well on Speed Cafe as well. L- knows how to tell a very, very good story. 8.48.